Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I think we need to put out like an all points bulletin to find out who this girl is. Because, I mean, this has come up so many it's different true. times. true, yeah. And I think if we can get everybody to like share your picture, like, have you seen this girl? I don't want my girl? picture shared everywhere. Did you see her <laughs> jogging on Woodstock? Was she a bitch? <laughs> We're trying to find her. You She's know, always so a bitch. A, yeah, but is she or is this just what uh, people are saying about her? I don't know if she is particularly, but this has happened to me three or four times now where someone says that they've seen me and that I was rude in a place that I've never <laughs> been before. To a person you've never met. To a person, no, and like, yeah, to people that I, like, I've met before, but then they're like, hey, I saw you the other day and you were kind of rude to me. I'm like, uh, and I was at this bar in, you know, Northwest Portland at, you know, some martini bar. I'm like, I wouldn't, I'm not there. I did not go there. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but it's not me. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah. wonder how many people this has happened to. I Hello, don't know. everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I do want to remind everybody, of course, the podcast is out there uh, five days a week for you to listen to. However, there is a way you can up your listenership, and that's by subscribing. So subscribing for $6.99 a month gets you the chance to listen live to the show, which is awesome. We've got a chat box, 24 hours of live streaming content, so you can always tune into something and, and all these other uh, amazing shows on the network. And you also get access to the archives where we have things like our show from last Friday that we did not post publicly, oh but it is there for you to listen to, and I've heard a lot of good feedback about that. So it's six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. If you want to try it, funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. First week is free, and it goes. Uh, the funds go a long ways towards supporting this network. So we really appreciate. We that. really do. All right. So with all the stuff we're going to get to today, we, we've got a bunch of other things. But Sarah brought this up right before we went on air, <laughs> and it's it's been brought up before on the show, and I kind of forgot about it and let it go. That Sarah has a doppelganger here in Portland, Oregon, running around somewhere. Somewhere. Because you you've said this two or three times, mm. where you've had people come up and be like, "Hey." I said hi the other day. Why are why are you so why mad at me? Why are you being me? so rude to me? Why, yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, and if anybody knows me, they know I'm not a rude person. I mean, no, you know, everyone anything... gets in a mood from time to time, but like for the most part, I'm a pretty friendly, nice person. Yeah, but you're not going to be in a mood publicly. No, no, I wouldn't be like rude to some unless they were like no. mean to me or some or one of my friends. Like I wouldn't ever be openly rude to no, someone. No, I think for you, like when you're out in public, it's kind of like when the mics are on, like you you. You keep it together. Mm. Yeah. Whereas in the studio, when the mics are off, you know, then the things, situations are different sometimes. Oh, but, oh, oh. <laughs> you're funny. Uh, uh, no, I guess. I, I, I highly doubt that you would ever be rude to somebody that came up and said hello. No. Like, if anything, you would talk too much. No, it's true. And I'm always happening. excited if, like, uh, you know, if I get yeah. to meet a listener or, or, like, somebody, you know, I just, I, I like meeting new people. So mm-hmm. it's always exciting. And it always bums me out when somebody tells me that they've <laughs> seen this doppelganger of mine. That sucks. Who's mean. So I went to my uh, my local coffee shop this morning, and uh, there's this really nice barista there, and so I was talking to her, and she was kind of looking at me weird, because I always get the same thing. I get a large iced coffee. I love me some iced coffee. So I was getting my iced coffee, uh, and she was, because she's always usually friendly. She's like, hey, Sarah, I large iced coffee. I'm like, yes, please, and blah, blah, blah. And but she didn't say it to me today, and she was just kind of back there, and she kind of looked at me like, Gave me a little like head nod, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? And I'll just call her Nancy, and she's like, I'm good. And she's like, so why didn't you wave back to me when I saw you running on Woodstock the oh other day? God. Like for somebody to bring that up, like a casual acquaintance uh-huh. like that, it must have been a big thing. And I was like, excuse me, and she's like, you live on on Woodstock, don't you? Don't you live on Woodstock? I'm like, no, I actually live like right around the corner, which is the reason why you see me all the time. I'm like, why? Yeah, why would you go from Woodstock over there? I know. I was which, like, for no. those who don't know, that's like several miles away. Yes, a, it's like three a... miles away from like yeah. Southeast Portland where we are established. Uh, and I'm like, no, because she was acting kind of, because she's really friendly, but she was acting kind of like gun shy. And she's like, oh yeah, because I, you know, it, I tried to say hi to you and you like looked right at me and just kind of just kind of glared and kept running. I'm like, no! I'm like, that wasn't me! I don't... Because I'll go in there a lot after I'm done running, and so I think, like, she is so... So, doppelganger rude bitch Sarah runs, and she's somewhere on Woodstock. 
and, and spreading like like evil, like she's my evil. But now twin. here's the problem, though: is this girl rude, or is she getting the same thing that you're getting, where it's these, well, maybe even worse, because random people are coming up to her and being like, waving obsessively, "Hi, how are you doing?" She's like, "I don't know you." Like, don't look at me. What are you doing? Well, she like, should... who is this crazy person? I'll say hi to people if they're confusing me with somebody well, else. Well, you will. Yeah, I know you will. But, I mean, sometimes that could confuse a normal person. Like, if they were one. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm saying maybe she's not a complete bitch. For her, it's just like crazy people are are waving at her in her mind because she doesn't know who these people are. And they're like, hi, how's it going? How are you doing? You know, and she's just trying to jog. So I people mean, are trying to be myself. friendly to to this my evil doppelganger, and she doesn't like it, so she glares and like, I mean, ignores them. I know when I'm jogging, I look like I'm really pissed. I which usually usually I am. I'm unhappy because I'm jogging and I'm like pushing myself. Sure, but sure. it's not that I'm unhappy with anyone else. I'm just like not feeling that great. But I probably look like an asshole if somebody did see me. Sure. I probably look like I'm really mad about something. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is just how this girl is. It could be. But you know, I don't know. But, but she's her perce- I don't know what she's doing. But the perception is, I don't. I don't know what the reality is. But the perception is that she's a bitch. That's true. It's quite a few times that you've had this happen. Yeah, this has happened like three or four times. The other time was like, yeah, downtown. It was an acquaintance I hadn't seen in a while, mm-hmm. and the same thing where I was excited to see them, and they're just like, oh, hey, I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. They're like, no, I saw you, I, I saw you a couple of weeks ago at you know blah 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 martini bar. I'm like, oh no, I've. Never been there. And they're like, yeah, I came up and said hi to you, and you were really rude and dismissive and didn't say hi to me. I'm like, huh. I'm like, I didn't. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. And then I sound crazy. Yeah. Because it sounds like I'm making shit up. Yeah. So there's no way. And I don't know if the coffee shop girl actually really believed me. I'm like, no, I don't live over there. And she's like, oh, huh. okay. I'm like, no, I swear. Like, the last time I've been to Woodstock was probably like a couple months ago. What if we have a whole Tyler Durden situation going on here? God. You know? I mean, it's possible. Maybe, maybe it is you. There's it's a whole not other me. Sarah. Don't play with my mind. Now, like if that. I put that in your head, you could. Start I to know. That. Stop it. <laughs> well, so, so I, I'm just. Do you have people come up to you and say say hello to you that you don't know? I mean, sometimes I've had. But people, I mean, that happens. But that happens a lot. But I mean, it's not because like someone's like, hey, they know who I am. Like people confuse me with other people. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say hi and play along with everything because I, I forget names a lot sometimes. So I'll just like. Uh, I usually remember faces, but I'm kind of bad with names. So if somebody comes up and they're like, hey, you, I'll be like, hey, buddy. Hey, pal, what's going yeah. on? Because I don't want anyone to feel awkward. And then sometimes I can tell like people have come up to me and then they realize I'm not who they think I am because they're talking <laughs> And then like are they trying else. to back it out of it? Or do, yeah. they, do they go along with it too? No, they'll they be go like, along with the no, charade? No, it's like it's the charade. Haven't you ever had the talking to the wrong person charade? Yeah, it doesn't where happen you, to like, me as you often. Do it and, and someone's like, hey, especially now since I've been bartending, like uh, people – like think they recognize you from other places because they, you know, they see your face and you serve them drinks and whatever. And mm-hmm. so that happens a lot. It's happened more to me recently than it has. Uh, I can see that because that's a face you they see, but you're the one. Exactly. They see, there, so. but like I'm just a face they see like just once every like 45 minutes. Yeah. And then like that face is in there and they're like, where do I know that person from? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. So now I hope my coffee shop girl doesn't dislike me. Now every, oh man. Now I just want people to walk up. So... Saw you on Woodstock. Yeah. Wow. Why are you such a bitch? Gosh, I was just trying to say hi. I don't know what the big problem was, <laughs> uh, why you had to look at me that way. But <laughs> Well, that is, that's that's crazy. I'm try- I don't really have a doppelganger. I'm like Every now and then I'll get people that say, oh, my buddy, my buddy looks just like you. He lives in Michigan or something like that. I've had that happen a few times where people will say their friend in California looks just like you. Mm-hmm. Or, you like, get well, the Robert right. Downey Jr. thing a lot. I get that sometimes, but that's that, like the, the, you know, that that's like the celebrity thing. But this is like people saying they're friends. Okay. Yeah, look like me. Oh, Robert like, Downey Jr. is the celebrity thing, not you the celebrity thing. Not Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you know, me and Robert. Uh, we, yeah. I'm sure he gets it all the time, too. <laughs> anyway, no, but people, people always do that. I'm like, all right. And then I'll be like, no, you look just like Gary. from. He's my buddy back in Chico, Oh, I got to take a picture of you, man. I got to show this to have Gary. Have you ever been to Chico? Like, do you have a brother? I'm like, no, no, don't know Gary. Haven't really hung out in Chico. Yeah. Sorry. It's like, oh man, you look just let me get let me get let me get Eddie over here. Eddie, look at this guy. He looks like that's happened before. Oh wow. And that's really annoying when it happens. <laughs> it's like I get it. Look like your buddy. Cool. Mm. There I'm I'm not your buddy. So let's just 
drop that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you you know you look like friends' buddies, not like somebody who's you know has running bitch face on Woodstock. I guess, or else it's somebody bad and they just don't tell me. That was um, like that one time when I went into a a bar in Southeast Portland. Here, I don't frequent that often, but every now and then it's kind of near my house. Like maybe every couple of months, I'll go into Mm -hmm. this place. And I walked in there one night, and the guy behind the bar he, he just looks at me. And he got this kind of like angry look. He's like, "You're you're not supposed to be in here." And, <gasps> oh, I remember this. Yeah, and I was completely sober. Like oh, I was, I was God. going down to meet people, so I was by myself. Um, no, this was at. Uh, uh, oh, okay, yeah, got, yeah, 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 yeah gotcha. We're doing behind the scenes just because I didn't want to say. Well, fuck out. Yeah, whatever. I don't really like the place, so I'll just not say their name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went in there and completely sober, just walking in to get a beer in the afternoon, meeting some buddies, and uh, and he's like, "Yeah, you're not supposed to be in here." I'm like, "Oh." Okay, and I was confused. I was like, "Well, should I order? Am I not? Should right? I order where, where, do I need to order? What am I supposed to order?" He's like, "No, you were the one." Um, he's like, "You got in a fight here last night, didn't you?" I'm like, "What?" I was like, I, I, was, "I was just like, I was so flabbergasted." I'm like, "No, I didn't get in a fight." He's like, "Yeah, you got in a fight and you hit your head and you cut your head open. You're not supposed to be back in here." I'm like, "Okay, number one." Didn't get into a fight. I wasn't here last night, and I could guarantee I didn't get into a fight last night. Uh, that wasn't me. And he's like, yeah, you did. You cut your head open. I took my hat off. And I was like, dude, where where, where did I cut my head, supposedly? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. And finally, the guy was like, you weren't here? I'm like, no. He's like, all right. Well, you look just like him. Like, it's God my fault. God damn you. God uh, damn you. It was my fault for, uh, for for looking just like him. For resembling somebody who got into a fight. Yeah. He's wow. like, well, you look just like him. I'm like, okay. That's not a good excuse. No. You're, you, in this situation, buddy, you were the asshole for mm-hmm. this. Like, not me. So, I really don't like that place very much. Oh, I had that situation, or not a fight situation, but I had a situation the other day where a patron was an asshole. Really? But it wasn't in the fighting way. <sighs> I know you've seen the picture. Oh, yes. We yes, I have. We haven't talked about this. Yes, so we Sarah and I have a couple of different side jobs. One of Sarah's is bartending at a, at, a, at an establishment, Landmark Saloon, mm-hmm. and some, I did see the post. Yeah. You did see the post. So We haven't uh, really talked about it that much. We haven't at all, but I, I have a conundrum with this that, that I, I'm in a pickle, Greg, a, a moral pickle, and I don't know what to do. I, don't, I know a what I shouldn't pickle. do. A moral pickle. So I was working the other night um, at Landmark uh, on Monday night, and, you know, it was super busy, but uh, I was there were a couple bartenders on staff. I was barbacking. I'm still kind of learning the trade because, you know, the people I work with are amazing bartenders. And, uh-huh. you know, they know what they're doing. They're teaching me as I'm going. So it's, Good I, I really, staff there. Yeah, I really like working there. Um, so at, during the course of when I was there, there was this couple that was there probably from 6 to about 10. Okay. Six to about ten. Okay. Few hours hanging out. Few hours hanging out. Uh, got some uh, like we have house cocktails, so made them some house cocktails. You know, they got some food, beers. Like they they were just they ran up a tap. So uh, comes time to close. I I get off shift and my coworker who I'm working with uh, is the one that ends up closing out their tab. And so I'm sitting outside having a beer, and I kid you not, uh, Phoebe, who's the bartender, comes running out and she's like, Sarah. Sarah and I'm like, oh shit, did I fuck something up? That was my first thought. I'm like, what did I do? Did I like mess something up? Not sure. Yeah. And she's like, look at this. Smacks down the tab on the table. The um for the two people that we've been serving all night long. Eighty nine dollars. Tipped one dollar. One dollar on an eighty nine dollar tab. That. I would have preferred zero dollars compared to one dollar. That's yeah, because one dollar that's making a statement. That is, I don't even know. That is saying, and I, I remember don't like these you. people. They were, they were um, fine. They were like cordial uh-huh. when they came up. Like they didn't have to wait for their drinks. They ordered some like handcrafted cocktails. They ordered food, like they, both of which they got properly and friendly, you know, service for proper and friendly service for. Did anything happen when? Um... Like like during it, so there was no like altercations no, or like confusion, or they were mad about something. Or nope, they were just outside the whole time because it was a nice day outside. They were just outside smoking and drinking and eating their food and just hanging out. I think they played some cornhole. One dollar. One dollar on an eighty-nine dollar tab. Yes. So oh. here's my moral dilemma. See, I, I I did see when you posted this thing, and I, I was instantly furious, as I think most people would be seeing something like that. Mm-hmm. Because that's just not how you treat people. 
my standard way I, I tip is like a dollar a drink. Whatever yeah. it is, I'll tip a that's dollar a drink. That's what I do. That's that's what I you do. You know, and whether it's a and that and even like whether it's a Pabst where you just crack open the can, still a dollar. Or whether it's a mixed drink, if it's a really crazy mixed drink, you know, maybe something more, but yeah, I don't really order. Bucks, yeah. I, I usually order the only mixed drink I'll order is like that's a my gin base. and tonic or something. So it's I figure a dollar's okay on that. That's my but, base. I think like a dollar a drink is good. Or like yeah. food, depending on how complicated it is. Food, like, yeah, yeah, price and complication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then then that's a little bit different depending. But yeah. Dollar drink. So, I mean, if you think about this, not only did this person screw me and Phoebe, the fellow bartender, also the cooks in the kitchen, the people who are, like, bussing, because we all split the tips. So, basically, for four hours, four-plus hours of service, food, service, you know, like, uh, handmade drinks, one dollar. One dollar. Wow. It was So, my conundrum is is this. It is so fucked up. So, my conundrum is this. (sighs) Because when people run tabs. Yeah, this person's running a card. So it's I know like... their first and last name. So I did maybe perhaps decide to look up the person on the Facebook. Well, if it's public information. It is public and sure as shit, there was her little face. Found her. We have one mutual friend. I won't say who because I actually wrote to him and he's like, I have no idea who that is. Sorry. You know, sometimes people friend me. Um, yeah, so I have one mutual friend. And yeah, I found her and her boyfriend. So I got this. So this is the. So here's the thing. So I found her. Then when I went back yesterday, there was more to the story. So her and her boyfriend had been ordering drinks on the tab the whole night. On the under, same tab. On the same tab under her name. Okay. But I guess when it came time to close out, it was her boyfriend that came in and signed the tab for her and tipped a dollar. So I don't oh. know. So Wait, I don't, he signed her name. He signed her name. He was the one that tipped the dollar, but I don't know what to do because this person, I've seen them before. They're in the neighborhood. Okay. So they go into this bar. They go into the bar from time to time. Oh, that dude is, he should not show his face anywhere if he wants any kind of service. I mean. So, and here's the other thing that I discovered when I, when I was Facebook stalking her. She's a bartender. What? She's a bartender here in town. So okay. I don't know if she's unaware me, okay, of the fact this. that because her like everyone knows her face now. I mean, okay. So this this uh, I'm just trying, gonna try to sum up just so I completely understand. So this girl and her boyfriend they come in, they order all these drinks, they order all this food, eighty nine dollars, no altercations, no problems going on, no problems whatsoever. He goes in and he signs the tab under her name, mm. but signs it whatever, and that happens. That part I'm, uh, that's not a big deal, but tips one dollar. $1. And it turns out she is a bartender. She is a so bartender. So she knows what that's like. Yes. She knows that that is because so, I can't see her do. profile. So I asked my friend. I who mean, was, most who was friends with her. I asked, and I'm just like, like I'm like, are you friends with this person? He's like, no, sorry, they, uh, you know, sometimes people friend me from time to time. He's like, and I told him about the situation. He's like, weird. And he's like, well, looking at her profile, uh, that's strange that she would do that considering she's in the industry. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, she's a bartender at blank. I'm like, what? So I don't know if she knows that her... Because, I mean, most normal people should know, you know, you don't do that. A dollar on 89. That's sending a statement saying, I fucking hate you for whatever reason. I'm so mad at you that I'm leaving a dollar tip. Mm. Um, She should know that even then you don't do that. So... If she didn't seem like she was, she should have looked at her bank statement. She probably does has no idea that's what he did. Well, that's but she's getting accused of this now, and as rightfully so because it was her boyfriend. No, I'm not defending her. No, I absolutely agree with you. But I'm saying now she's going to walk in there and and does she know that's what her boyfriend did? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, did she look at her credit card? Because she could have come in like the next day and like brought in like you know fifteen twenty bucks or something and been like, hey, sorry, my boyfriend was a jackass. This is for, you know, to cover the tips for the drinks and food last night. So sorry mm-hmm. about that. And that would be that. But now her name is infamous and everybody knows what she looks like and her boyfriend. <laughs> so, so I don't really know what to do. Does she know or does she so not This know? is my conundrum. This is my conundrum. Do I let her know that her shit heel of a boyfriend tipped a dollar on an $89 tab? Because I can write her a message. Yeah. I know her full name. I, I can see her profile. Yeah. Is this something that I should let her know? Because she did not leave a, a wonderful taste in everybody's mouths. And let me just tell you, the bartender who was serving her with me is like the most amazing, nice, friendly person you'll ever meet. And she had Honestly, no everybody at me. where you work is. Yeah. So I, do, I can't ever see anyone having bad service there. 
you know, unless there was a mix-up or something. No, I can't see anything outside of just a confusion issue. Like, nobody's, no no bartender there is an asshole. Yeah. Um, no, there was no problem whatsoever. Boy, I don't know. So I don't know what to do. And then, like, plus I don't know about, I have the moral quandary, like, you know, am I, is that something that I should do? Like, is this something that oh, I could get in trouble okay, for? Okay, here's something in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, because uh, you guys that are listening live, if you can hop into the chat box, I'm curious what you think. Now, um, uh, Keelan said, Sarah, you should ask ask her if you did anything to upset her, then explain why. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's one way to reach out to her, although you've never met this girl other than this. Other than serving her drinks, yeah. Um, John and Boring says, I, su- I suggest you go have some drinks at her place and then tip her a dollar. Just a tip for tat revenge. Yeah. That's, that's I'm not an asshole. No, it's always what I want to do, I though. know, that's what I'd want to do, but I can't I would do want it. to do that. I just can't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it, I too. I know. Um... Ed says you could lose your job if you reach out to her. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know how that works if you reach out. I mean, if you're not, I don't think that I want to. I don't think I care. But I mean, because what do I owe her? Like warning her that people are going to hate her that when she, she comes in. She has a jackass boyfriend, or yeah. she's a jackass herself. It's one of the two. Either she's dating a complete asshole, or she's an asshole. Or she sent him in and told him to tip a dollar. Yeah. So either because way. This, oh, I forgot to add this. There's an addendum. There's an addendum. She okay, is an more. asshole. She is an asshole. I forgot. Oh. All right. So when we were sitting outside. Uh, after Phoebe had brought out the, the check for the $1 and the $89, I swear to God, like five minutes later, I didn't put the two together because I didn't know what the girl looked like yet. But then I realized that it was the same girl after I found her on Facebook the next day. So this girl was leaving the bar, and I was sitting out there with two other employees, and we were just sitting there having a beer, you know, just gotten off, and we were sitting with two other, and we saw this girl who was, who turned out to be the girl whose card it was, walking out of the bar. She had a cider in her hand. And she was holding it at her side, trying to sneak it out, out of the bar and walk, like, toward the plant, like, plaid pantry. Okay. And I didn't realize that it was, because if I would have known it was the same girl, but I hadn't put it together because I didn't know, like, her name uh-huh. or anything at that point. But we had told her, so she is a jackass. Never mind. So she, wait, okay. Because she was trying to sneak a uh, cider out and we're just like, hey, hey, you can't, uh, you, you can't leave with the open container. And she's like, nobody cares. Nobody will know. I'm like, actually, we all work here and we know you can't do but it's that. illegal. You'll get in trouble. It's illegal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you that's can't leave thing. with an open Look, container. Don't get me wrong. I've tried to sneak out of bars before with a beer. Mm. You know, it's happened before. She and, was doing it and, so like, and not sneakily, And you sneakily, shove it up though. your sleeve, and you do it, and it's wrong, and you shouldn't do it. Um, however, if you get caught, you instantly go, yep, you're right. I'm sorry, Brent. Yep. That's no matter true. how, and that's all. I've only ever done that when I'm pretty intoxicated and I was a lot younger. I would do that, and uh, not very often, but every now and then. I will mm-hmm. say I've done it. And you know it's wrong, and if you get caught, you you admit it right away. Yeah. No, and this, she, I remember because she was kind of sloshing around. She's like, it's fine. I'm like, no, all three of us work here. You can't do that. You need to set it down. Yeah, nipples, shove and a beer up like, your sleeve, really. I'm talking about like in my 20s, I, yeah, you, if you didn't finish your beer. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody's done something dumb when they're drunk. Yeah. Our buddy uh, Jake in the chat says, coming from my girlfriend who's a bartender, I think the standard is to put them last in line forever until they learn to tip. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot yeah. about that second part. I just pieced it together because there was the yeah. Oh, she never mind. No, I'm not going to reach out. Well, well a, so I, so these two, so these two come to this bar frequently. I don't know because I never had reason to remember them until now. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you, every employee there remembers them. Yeah. And to do something shitty like that, that's... Uh, that's a big issue. Like, I'm, I it's really It's a big am, deal. And this is kind of a neighborhood. Like, it's a neighborhood. Like, well, it's not like the where there's, that, a, like, 50 people on staff and you're going to be forgotten. Like, everybody's going to remember. The fact that she's a bartender as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's, just not, that's just not cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not cool no matter what. Yeah. And no matter what, that is a terrible thing to do. You just don't do that. And if you really have that big of an issue with your bartender, tell them. Yeah. Be like, look, dude, you messed up my drink four times in a row. And there really isn't their basic drinks. Yeah, and and I'm not saying this didn't happen in this case Mm -hmm. at all, but I'm saying like anytime where I've had like really bad service like that, I'll just be like, "Eh, man, this 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 isn't what I ordered. This isn't what I ordered. You know, and just tell them straight up. Yeah, just be honest. Make another drink, Mm -hmm. and I'll stand there and watch them make the other drink just in case because you never know who you're dealing with. Um, But yeah, none of that happens. None of that applies to this situation because. They got good service, and they only tipped a dollar. Mm-hmm. And she works in the service industry. So really, uh, that's uh, that's just... What uh, What has been fascinating, though, it's, so Jez in the chat is saying, seriously, sorry, let it go. They'll get treated in kind eventually. It's true, but I mean, man, if you want to evoke a lot of feelings from people, like have 
you know, have them have well, an opinion on something Well, that's not a low like tip, and that's not even a zero tip. And I think there is a big difference between a zero tip. A zero tip, you're just a straight. Yeah. Like, you, zero you almost seems like it would be better than one. You know, I know that sounds weird. No, $1 tip on an $89 tab kind of like is a setting knife. a message saying, Buck, it's like throwing a dollar at somebody's mm-hmm. face. You know? There's a difference. There is a difference. And, huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jake in the chat says, to bars I don't know, I like to tip heavy the first drink, then they come back to you and know you're worth it. That's true, I do that too. That's what I yeah, do. Yeah, first time I yep. go into uh, yeah, a new place or somebody I don't know, I'll make sure, maybe I'll throw down an extra dollar Well, and you're a decent like human being, like you tip mm. well anyway. Uh, yeah, so Knows I mean, how. I know like I'm not entitled to tips, whatever, but I mean like I know it's service industry, but providing a service for someone for four and a half hours, I think uh, justifies more than a dollar. Well, and I under- I would even understand, I would even like finding devil's advocate things, like even if it was somebody who was European or something like that, and maybe they didn't know, they still should know. I mean, you can, everybody can look online and know what customs are, what's customary, but maybe they didn't, you know, something like that. Mm. I just can't find any excuses for this person. Yeah. They're, they're just an asshole. No, me neither. That's Both so funny. Like, as we were talking, I can't believe I forgot that that was the same girl that was trying to run off with her drink. Yeah, so no, she's kind of an asshat. Yeah. Okay. So what are you going to do next time she comes in? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, clearly I'm going to have to serve her. Yeah. And do you, do you bring it up be... to her? Do you mention it to her? I don't know. I'm going to see what uh, other people with what, uh, more... What the higher up people think, what how they're going to deal with it. I want because I would think it would be appropriate to just be like, "Oh, hi, you're back again." You know, I just want to ask you was was anything wrong with your service last time? Because we noticed, you know, the tip was a dollar on an eighty nine dollar. Well, that's tab, what I'm going to ask the was was there an issue or I'm going to ask the other like professional bartenders and see like what they think because I know they probably dealt with this before. Uh huh. But I mean, but they were even like I don't. This was kind of a big deal. Like, they were even floored at how this happened. In the the chat said, give her one drink and then cut her off. Like, I'm (laughs) sorry, ma'am, you're cut off. We can't serve you. (laughs) Shame her in front of everyone. Because, I mean, you have that right if somebody does appear intoxicated. And I'm not saying you're breaking the law. If somebody appears intoxicated, you can refuse service, right? That's how that works. I'm sorry, ma'am, you're cut off. You've had too much. I can offer you a water. (laughs) Would you like to take a look at our food menu? (laughs) Oh, that's almost even All better. Right, there it is. That that's is better. It. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sorry, we can't serve you anymore. No. <laughs> It'll be fine. Would Maybe you like it's some coffee? Mis- you know what? I'm going to try and believe in the best in we her. Make and really Maybe good it was an accident. <laughs> Maybe it was an accident. She's going to come in with a smile on $20 and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. We're all on the same side. Yeah. Well, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com, too. Let us know what you guys think about this, because I'm, I'm curious what people's stance are. And I know we have a lot of people that listen that are in the service industry, too, what their stance is or, like, experiences like this. Because I know a lot of people have probably gone through that situation. And I, I, I just want to know for myself, like, what do you do in that? Mm-hmm. What, what's, what, what have people done? Frankly, out of it, like, I, you know, I'm new to this job. I, I, truthfully, I'm probably not going to do anything until, like, I hear what, you know what right you'll follow what, do. but i that's follow what i want to know i want to know what other people have done so that's why i want to see some emails like funemploymentradio at gmail.com like let, let us know mm. i'd be curious because i don't want the company to lose business by not giving her drinks but at the same time i don't know it's just it's so weird it's like a double-edged sword yeah yeah we'll see yeah. Well, let's see what let's see what people uh, she's say. a shit apple though that well that's a fact mm-hmm. one that thing i think you fact. can say concretely is uh those two are assholes mm-hmm. and that's that's a fair Legal statement to make. <laughs> it's your legal statement. <laughs> that is your legal opinion. They're assholes. All right. So there we go. <laughs> uh, should we do World of Crazy? Do you want to do World of Crazy or do you want to s- skip that? I you know we have we have a couple other things I to get to. I have a couple because... things. I feel like I'm talking too much, though, because you I have that. Do you want to do have... a little bit of ball talk? Because I've got one. St- we can skip ahead to that. Okay, why don't we do a little bit of ball talk? Because I have World of Crazy and I also have something that a lot of people have been writing me asking about. Yes. Which might or might not involve. I think you should say what it is. Might or might not involve uh, my recap of an amazing Lifetime movie that happened this past weekend called The Deadly Adoption. Now, is this going to be one of your 60-second recaps or 120-second recaps? I thought that maybe we could have more of a conversation with it. Like, well, I when you make me it. recap, no, it, no like, I think it's got to be a recap. No, when you make me recap, like I'm just talking at you, and then it's like boring. Well, I haven't seen it. Well, I'm going to talk to you about it. Oh well, see now, then you're just going to. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. All right. Well, I'll just do a recap. I think then. you should do one of your hundred. I it's, think it's more fun. Stop listening to you limiting do your recap. me with the hundred and twenty because then it stresses me out and then it gets shitty. At the that's end. why it's so much fun. No, it's not fun. No, it's it's stressing you out and then it's that's the entertaining part. It's really opposite of entertaining. We'll see. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Well, let's talk balls. Balls. All right. Yeah, uh, people are saying no limits. We want the whole shebang from Sarah. No one is. <laughs> Everyone's saying that. <laughs> All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. So it is really, I'm just going to go to one big story here in Ball Talk for today. And it has to do with a crossover of worlds from hip-hop worlds to college co- football. Hip-hop to college football. From hip-hop to college football. Sarah, you're aware of a man named uh, Puff Daddy or Puff P. Daddy. Diddy or Daddy, Pu- I don't know or what. Sean Puffy Combs. Sean Puffy Combs. Yeah. Well, Diddy, as he's known now, Sean Combs has a son. He actually has multiple kids, but his one son is a uh, recruit at UCLA. Okay. So he's going he's to be a freshman this coming year playing football for UCLA, uh, playing a defensive back. And it was reported was, I believe, uh, two days ago, that an incident occurred. An incident? All right, I don't even know about this. An incident occurred on campus between uh, Diddy and some of the uh, coaching staff for UCLA. Okay. So Diddy was arrested for... um, I'm going to call him Puff Daddy because I prefer Puff Daddy. Mm. I just prefer I'm That's the era that I knew that's him as. That's the era that we grew up I'm with. I'm calling him as. Puff Daddy. I'm doing I'm sticking with that. I'm stick, I'm calling him Puff Daddy. And that's just that's just how it is. Okay. Puff Daddy um, allegedly threw a kettlebell at some of the coaching staff. What? Now, you know what a kettlebell is? It's like the big it's weight ball. It's a big weight with like a handle, with on, a handle it, right? on it, Yeah, he chucked one of those at the coaching staff. And allegedly, he was arrested for making uh, terroristic threats. To the coaching staff. Wow. So there's two different stories. And he is actually arrested for it? He was arrested for it. He went to jail. His bond was set at $160,000. He's going to have to appear in court oh, on July 13th. Diddy. So he was charged with three counts of assault with a deadly weapon, one count of making terrorist threats, and one count of battery. Wow. So $160,000 bail. So he was arrested. So here's there's, there's two different stories on what happened. One story is this. Uh, the UCLA coaching staff said they were upset with his son because his son missed one of the practices. Okay. Which you don't miss practices. That's you can't. one of the main things of football, any kind of sporting thing, you don't miss practices when you have practices. However, so so uh, Puff Daddy came up and he was on on campus for some reason with his son and said, "No, he missed practice because he was practicing with my people. I have my trainers oh, working." Oh, what him out. a douche! God, he's just so douchey. No, one. I love it. That's a constant. I love that Puff that Daddy's is, douchiness is a constant. In it this is. World. He is a constant douche. Yes. I mean, and that is douchey. That is really douchey, especially if you're on a team with other players and you had a team practice. I mean, even for the for the kid, like on that team. Like, oh, really? You couldn't practice with the rest of us because you were with your personal trainer? Mm. Like, it's about building teamwork. Yeah, That's it's supposed it. to be like camaraderie and such. Yeah. And so so that happened, but the coach, and then, then he, I guess, just went off on them. And uh, according to the coaches and just started, and apparently the video, uh, started throwing shit at him and, and just went nuts. Now, the coaching staff... It's a little bit of a temper tantrum. He threw a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Now, the coaching staff at UCLA said... They actually didn't want to press any charges. They didn't want to do anything with it. They were like, well, let it happen, and this will just go away. However, like, and the coaching staff said they don't even know who reported it, but apparently like an intern or somebody else called it into the police because they were scared because Puff Daddy was throwing shit around and making terrorist threats. And the police came and actually looked. There was video of it. I guess there is video. They looked at the video, <laughs> and they decided that, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to uh, arrest him, and we're going we're gonna to go through with charges. Somehow wow. this is how this worked. So the the head coach of UCLA football, Jim Mora, who I don't believe was there, when it happened, said that I'm thankful that our staff showed the level of professionalism that they did in handling the situation. This is an unfortunate incident for all parties involved, and they say the legal process will run its course. So they're not going to comment on it anymore. Now, Puff Daddy's saying that they uh, they were acting aggressive towards him, and so he was defending himself and his son. Does the video show that? Supposedly the video does not. And I also really, 
really have a hard time believing that the coaching staff at UCLA would attack Puff Daddy and his son. Yeah. Like one of their pri- their recruits for the football team, like they would attack someone. You know, I we're just getting really all this don't... publicity. Let's ruin it. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the, one of the main reasons right there, the fact that they didn't even want to report it. Because they're like, yeah, just let it go. Because it just looks bad all around. Yeah. Now, there's uh, there's also this. So former UCLA coach Rick Neuheisel came out to talk about this. Now, he's not the head coach at UCLA anymore, but he was who recruited uh, Puff Daddy's son. Okay. So uh, his, Little Daddy? The, yeah, <laughs> little, <laughs> little Daddy. He, he's the one that recruited Little Daddy. Okay. Little, little Puff. I'd rather, I'd rather say Little Puff. I don't want to call him Little Daddy. That sounds weird. I like Little Daddy. Little Daddy. <laughs> little Puff. Puff. No, it's, I can't just say Daddy. Little, just go with Little Daddy. Little Daddy. Oh, no, that sounds creepy. <laughs> All right, well, he's the one that recruited Little Daddy. <laughs> and I'll try on both. And uh, he said that he made, made this uh, public statement. Now, he is no longer coach there, so he could be saying anything. But I kind of believe that it's true. And his statement was that, yeah, one of the main reasons they recruited him was that he was okay at football, but more importantly, his dad is a really big name and mm-hmm. has a lot of money. And he's like, and uh, and the coach said, when you're weighing the assets of what a youngster can do for your program, there was no question that that had something to do do with it for me. Makes sense. Yeah. You recruit a famous person with a famous a famous person's kid, That's you true. get Everyone all that publicity, see, like, oh, all the money, the yeah. possible donorship, you know. And it helps bring other kids into the program, even if that kid happens to not be that good at football, which Mm. is what it kind of sounds like. Something's not that great. But when you're Puff Daddy's son, that's fine. They also coincidentally have Snoop Dogg's son. Well, I guess he is pretty good. Okay. From what I've read, Snoop Dogg's son actually is a really good football player. So all 90s rappers' kids. All 90s rappers' kids go to UCLA, apparently. (laughs) Um, So that's what New Heisel came out and said, that he wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for his dad. Gotcha. Um, Puff Daddy, though, in adding full douchery to the situation and not just letting it go, like not just trying to run this course and like figure out how we can just get this thing dropped and move forward in the best interest of his son, posted a picture on his Instagram of him and his son saying family first about how they're against, basically implying that they're standing up to these UCLA coaches and they're not going to let them... It's like your son's a part of the fucking football team. That's not going to help him out in any way, shape, or form by doing that. Yeah. It's just not. Well, I think when you're so rich and so famous, you're so deluded from reality. That, that you're I think, big. Like, I don't think that he realizes. Like, I, I think that you're just so coddled and so, mm. like, hidden from Like, he probably doesn't see it as a big deal because he's just like, well, everything I touch is, you know, turns to gold, so it doesn't matter. Well, his big struggle in life is that he threatened to beat up UCLA coaches because his son's at a Division One A school. Like, it's just... It's just a bad idea all around. Yeah. Plus, this kid, once he gets back onto that practice squad, I kind of doubt that they're going to give a shit once Puff Daddy's not around anymore. They're going to clobber this kid, especially if he's not that good anyway, and he's on the team because he's Puff Daddy's son. Unless, well, he does have a lot of money, so maybe they'll figure out a way. It's just not going to... I just don't see it working out no, well for him. No, it's not going to end well. No. Yeah. No. He's going to have to buy a lot of support That's on that That's so team. funny. So he was arrested. He was arrested, okay. yeah. Yeah, he's going to go to trial on July 13th. Uh, I believe is when it is. Or not trial, excuse me, but he'll have to appear in court on July 13th. Oh, can't wait and, to see his uh, outfit. face the charges. So we'll see what happens. Okay. That's <laughs> uh, just hilarious. All right, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. The tale of Puff Daddy and Baby Daddy. <laughs> no. Baby Puff? <laughs> baby Puff. Baby Puff. I don't know. Oh, come here, Baby Puff. No. That's Why gross. did you say it like that? I was trying to imagine. Oh, come here, Baby Puff. <laughs> Baby Puff, I want to talk to you about football. I don't know what the voice that is or what I'm doing right there. I have no idea. Oh, Baby Puff. We both need to slow our roll. This coffee is really strong, by the way. Greg and I both have... Oh, yeah, the girl warned me it was, like, really strong and that I should probably dilute it. Yeah, it's really strong. I feel... And people are saying that we're talking really fast. We need to slow down on the coffee. It's just really good. All right, I'm substituting water for coffee. Oh, hello, my friends. How are you? My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy? Now, this is something that you don't hear every day. Greg, did you know that China has a booming underground market for 40-year-old meat? No, I was unaware of that. Is that this like the 
Like eggs? Don't people like pickle eggs and eat them like years later? I don't know. I don't, I'm not one of those people. I'm, you know, I'm really weird about expiration dates. Like it can't even be on the day or else I can't eat it. I don't like pickled things. Yeah. I, I like pickles, but other than no. that, I don't like other pickled things. No. I like pickle juice whiskey shots. Well, I'll do that. Mm. Yeah, that's different. All right. Well, customs officials across China have busted 21 smuggling rings so far this year and seized more than 100,000 tons of smuggled frozen chicken, beef, and pork. And this all happened earlier this month. 100,000 tons of illegal meat that they've caught in the smuggling ring. So uh, some of the meat, though, that they were able to catch uh, dated back to the 1970s and the 1980s. 1970s? 1970s and 1980s meat. So officials found the meat in local wholesale markets, uh, putting its value at about $483 million and have arrested 20 people connected to the old meat smuggling operation. So uh, the meat found was smuggled through Hong Kong to Vietnam and then on to China. So it's been smuggled all across uh, that area. Uh, and it is in high demand. So it says uh, since the high demand for meat in China cannot is you know having a hard time being matched, it's created an underground market for it. Uh, as Chinese people have grown wealthier, they have been become eating more meat. But it's not specified as to why they're eating old meat. So it's not old, like, rotting, but it's old, like, it's been frozen since the 70s, 80s. That's just gross. It's gross. So since the local supply hasn't been large enough to feed the demand, there have become undercover meat smuggling rings. I'm an undercover meat smuggler. I'm an undercover meat smuggler. Uh, So they call this the gray market. Uh, The gray market has spurred uh, some other scandals about meat in the past. I guess uh, a big one happened in 2013, where uh, in the underground meat market, uh, the underground meat sellers were passing off rat meat as mutton in 2013 and selling it to people. Ew. Uh, and there are other incidents involving, uh, involving companies allegedly selling expired meat as well. So there's a booming underground meat ring. That sounds so wrong. Booming underground meat ring. I've got a booming underground meat ring. No, that just sounds... Rick, you can really make that gross. your ringtone any day now. So uh, there you have it. That is the headline. China's underground market for 40-year-old meat is booming. Next up to Lithuania we go. Hey, Greg, they have beauty pageants for just about everything these days, including but not limited to goats. Goats. Can't you just see that something that's happening in Portland? Yes. Yeah. Uh, So a Lithuanian village has celebrated its 645th anniversary of its founding by holding a beauty pageant for their most attractive local goats. Their most attractive ones. Yes, their most attractive local goats. So uh, the village of Ramigala uh, held a goat beauty pageant this past weekend to celebrate the animal that's graced the town seal for the past 645 years. Uh, this year they in Ramig- really like goats. They really like goats. This year in uh, Ramigala, we're holding a traditional goat beauty contest, which is called the Goat Parade. During the contest, we select the most beautiful goat, which will then be crowned the most beautiful goat in all of the land. What does the goat get? Oh, well, let me tell you about the goat that won first. So a dark-colored goat named Marcy stood out from the pack of seven bleeding beauties to be crowned the most glamorous goat of the bunch. Wow. What was her name? Marcy, the, the glamorous goat of the bunch. Uh, so her owner, the owner of Marcy, said, It wasn't hard to prepare for the contest. Uh, Marcy does everything I ask her at home, you know. She can scale the barriers, walk the beam. I set her free and she tell, I tell her to dance and she dances, says Marcy's proud, proud owner. He said he was quite pleased with Marcy's goat beauty pageant victory. It doesn't say what the prize was. But uh, I'm sure it's just glory, goat glory. Well, there's a lot of glory to be had, I suppose. I there don't... sure is. Next up, out of Pennsylvania, a groom at his wedding day is in hot water after he had to spend his wedding night in jail. Uh, What was supposed to be one of the happiest days for a Berks County couple ended up with a big drunken brawl at their wedding reception. Police were called at about 8.30 p.m. on Saturday uh, to Blue Falls Grove for a fight that got out of control at their wedding. It's another drunken brawl at a wedding, Greg. Uh, The venue's owners told officers that a dozen or so intoxicated people were pushing and shoving each other outside of the banquet hall right after the wedding had commenced. 
So it's the classiest of all weddings. That is very classy. It's super classy. And come on, computer. There we go. Uh, so one of the uh, owners of the Blue Falls Grove, which is where the classy wedding was held, his name is Doug Merkham, uh, said, I just saw three groups separating and fighting right after the wedding, and I realized at that point I needed to get some help. When we arrived, we initially found one individual bleeding and somewhat belligerent, and he was taken into custody right away. So this guy had to end up calling the police right at the get-go because this bachelor, not bachelor, but this wedding was out of control. So, uh, fists were flying and threats were being made to officers after the couple said I do. Uh, All the patrons of the wedding were pushing and shoving each other, and it looks like people were starting to get nasty. Uh, The owner said this is the first time in 35 years that he's ever seen anything like this happen. 35 years he's been hosting weddings at the venue. So, uh, Let's see. According to police, it all started when a woman named Mandy, Mandy with an I, of course, uh, was approached by a guest because her 14-year-old son was drunk. What? (laughs) The mother of this child ended up punching the woman in the face who had shown concern about her drunken 14-year-old son. Another person saw this and came over to intervene was also punched in the face by the mother. Uh, More police were called for assistance after several people threatened the officers. Uh, So the groom, Nicholas Papoutsis, challenged officers to a fight. That seems like a really good idea. That's always a good plan. Yeah. Wedding day, you know what I'm going to do? Well, it usually works out because sometimes they'll be like, you know what? All right, let's make this fair and square. Mm-hmm. Let's duke it out and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, uh, he, he refused to back down and calm, uh, back up and calm down. Papoustis was taken into custody. 16 police departments all around the county had to respond to Blue Falls Groves for the drunken revelry uh, to gain the upper hand after police said the crowd started turning on the police officers. Uh, the bride was sitting outside in the mayhem uh, on the ground and was later treated for dehydration on the scene. Uh, so one drunken man was unfazed after being hit with a stun gun twice. And an officer had to pull out his baton to bring another drunken man to the ground. So eight people were arrested during the reception. A police spokesperson said, for the bride and groom, I'm not sure how it's really going to work out for them in the end. Uh, As for the 14-year-old boy, uh, the drunken boy told officers he had stolen two beers uh, from the wedding party. Oh, that's a lie. Yeah. Oh, you know. He stole way more than two beers. He got caught with two beers. Yeah. He got caught with two beers, um, so the groom no posted bail. No 14-year-old boy is stealing only two. If you're going to steal beer, you're not stealing just two. You're stealing You'll beer. steal until you, don't, until you get caught. My favorite was when my, uh, my friend in Bremerton had a party and her sister was underage, and her and um, her sister's lesbian, her and her girlfriend, stole all this beer, and they're just like, we're going to get shit-faced. And so they went and like hid, and they each drank like six beers. Turned out, oh, duels. <laughs> and they Did were, they act like they were yeah, drunk? Yeah, they were kind of acting drunk. I'm like, hey, sweetie. I'm like, there isn't any... Any beer in that? I'm like, this is <laughs> just no a, this is so embarrassing on both sides. But I'm just not gonna. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this. This is just it's not. You can just it's stop not now. Really beer. You can just stop now. Yeah. Yeah. No so, one's buying it. So the groom is now facing a number of misdemeanor charges. That, uh, weed, that was pencil shavings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they did successfully. Yeah, and it's true. Like between the two of them, they stole like twelve beers. Twelve old duels. So meanwhile, the one guy there who's like not supposed to be drinking, yeah. like like and trying to do really well, <laughs> drink by drinking old duels, someone steals his beer. Someone steals all God, of his beer. God, the poor that poor guy. Yeah. Because you know there's like one or two. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm going to hang out, but I'm doing the right thing and not drinking. And <laughs> these kids steal their <laughs> beer. Wow. Oh, all right. And finally, this is my favorite story of the day. And this is the headline. Are you ready for it? I am ready. An Indiana man was arrested this past weekend for trespassing after he licked a toad while dancing around a parking lot of a local bar. <laughs> licked a toad. An Indiana man was arrested this past weekend for trespassing after he licked a toad while dancing around in a parking lot of a local bar. Is it illegal to lick a toad? Um, I don't... It, that wasn't the illegal part. Let's let's delve into it, shall we? Okay. Uh, so Richard Mullins, 41 years young, was escorted out of JJ's Bar and Grill uh, early Sunday morning after failing to show valid identification. So after he left the bar, witnesses said that Mullins began dancing around in the parking lot. He then picked up a toad that was sitting there and started to lick it. I don't know why people lick toads. Isn't that supposed to be like a drug thing? Yeah, there's like some frog in the world that you can lick that supposedly... I thought that was just like a Simpsons episode. No, I think there actually is something like that somewhere in the world, but I guarantee it's not in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Or I would guess. Maybe I shouldn't guarantee that. Maybe Indiana does have magic toads. 
Magic Toads of Indiana. We'll check this out. Well, Mullins began dancing around the parking lot and licking the toad, which caused uh, some patrons to call the police. Uh, the police showed up, and they say about the situation, the subject reportedly picked up a toad and was licking it uh, as we arrived. The report notes that when the cops ap- approached Mullins, he had a, quote, blank look on his face, but no pupil dilation to suggest he was under the influence of any drugs. So they couldn't tell him maybe he just liked to dance in parking lots and lick toads. Uh, so police gave Mullins a warning as long as he would vacate the premises, so he walked out of the parking lot. A few minutes later, however, Mullins returned to the parking lot. Oh, you can't stop that party. Holding yet another toad that he began licking. Wait, a different toad? He found a different toad. There are lots of toads. I didn't he realize finding... there were so many toads in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, in Laporte, Indiana. Laporte, Indiana. So uh, he returned a few minutes later to the parking lot that he was already warned from being in, holding another toad that he began licking. It was then he was arrested for misdemeanor trespassing. So not for toad licking, but for misdemeanor trespassing. Okay. Well, I, I mean, if he was just dancing, wouldn't that be rather just entertainment? Kind of. When he was not causing a problem, maybe, well, the toad probably didn't like it too much. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there you have it. Don't toad lick and dance in a parking lot. You just don't get arrested do for it. And that's your world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Well, I know you need, okay, we won't limit your recap. Okay. You well, can do your recap as long as you want. Well, that's right. I mean, it's not the longest movie in the world. but Because I, I am curious about it. I haven't seen it. So I think we should do a spoilers. Okay. Although it's right, a lifetime spoil, movie. Right, so, but it's true. It's a spoiler. It's it's says lifetime. It follows the lifetime protocol, so you know exactly what happens. Yeah. But if you don't know the lifetime protocol, it might be a spoiler. But everything that you think would happen, happens. It was terrible. So, so explain though what the movie is, just okay. for anybody who doesn't So this know. movie is called A Deadly Adoption. Now, it was a secret project done by, uh, of course, Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell, where they filmed it uh, probably about almost a year ago, but they did it in secret because they didn't want anyone to know that they were doing this because they both really wanted to do a Lifetime movie. <laughs> so they made this this movie that they played straight. It's called A Deadly Adoption, where, um, well, I'm going to tell you about what the movie is about uh, inside of the thing. But they, So it's Kristen, starring Kristen Wiig, Will Ferrell, playing straight-up Lifetime movie characters in a Lifetime adaptation made-for-TV movie, A Deadly Adoption, which is based loosely on a true story, of course, as they all are, for the most part. Okay. So it is... it. I think most people weren't getting the fact that it wasn't supposed to be funny, that the joke in it is the fact that it's not funny. Yeah. Because I've seen so many people complain. Oh, like, well, yeah, no, I understood. Like, they're playing it straight, People right? don't, yeah, people don't get that the, like, because people were like, it was the worst movie ever. Like, they weren't even funny. I'm like, no, they're not supposed to be funny. <laughs> You're not getting it. Well, that's like people that don't get the inherent humor in Lifetime movies because they're not they're not supposed to be funny, but they are funny. No, because they are they're not funny. funny. And the people who make Lifetime movies know that they're funny too. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's a it's like a satire of. I a don't get it. Movie. But it is a satire in the way that it is exactly like any Lifetime movie that you would see. Uh-huh. But you're duped into. Well, other people are. I always watch Lifetime movies, but like right. Lifetime duped other people into watching a Lifetime movie because of Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. That's awesome. So, I do have uh, some thoughts. I want to give you the plot. So this will be spoilery. If you have not seen A Deadly Adoption, so just wanted to let you know, this is uh, this is going to be a spoiler-tastic review okay. of it. All right, let me get my music. I looked up dramatic. There we go. <laughs> Hang on, I need to get it to a scarier part. There we go. Okay. All right, my friends, let me give you my recap of the movie that just premiered this week to 2.1 million live viewers. 2.1 million live viewers on Saturday night. I was among them. Watched Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell's A Deadly Adoption. Now let me set the scene for you. Of course, as most Lifetime movies go, there's a panoramic view of a cabin on a lake. Serene, comforting, beautiful, deadly? I'm not sure. Flash forward to them at a lake party. Everyone's having fun. Will Ferrell's playing in the grass with their uh, with their daughter. Everyone's having a good to-do. You know, family's there. Kristen Wiig decides to venture out onto the dock. The dock is unsteady. She falls, loses the baby, can no longer have babies. Wait, oh so she God. was pregnant and she lost the baby because she, she fell on the dock? No, she was pregnant. I can't remember if she was pregnant at the time or like she I don't couldn't know this get recap, pregnant. But I don't know what happened exactly. I can't really remember exactly. All I know is that the big traumatic event. Were you was watching like, this after you've been to two oh, baby showers dude. during the day? So you. This was after like twelve bottles of champagne okay, with all, all right. my girlfriends. And so we this made a drinking your, game out of it. Wait a minute. So this is your uh, drinking all day Saturday, like reminiscent 
All right, so no, what she I kind of remember. No, okay, so they have Was one. Was Kristen Wiig even in the movie? <laughs> no, I remember now. All right, so Kristen Wiig, they have a kid, but then they are having a second kid, and then she falls off the dock because somebody didn't fix the railing. Falls off the dock, has a miscarriage, can't have children anymore. Very okay. sad. Of course. Oh, I didn't tell you this. So uh, Will Ferrell's character's name is Robert. Uh, Kristen Wiig's character's name is Sarah. Oh, okay. So, so it's Robert and, Robert and Sarah. All right. So flash forward to a few years later, they do have their one adorable yet diabetic daughter named Sully. Okay. Now, uh, Kristen Wiig owns an organic food stand where she likes to make gluten-free muffins. Robert is a world-famous financial author. It also has uh, a little touch of a drinking problem, oh. as you can see highlighted whenever he furrows his brow and opens his desk door and you see the bottle of bourbon. Oh, yeah, but he doesn't oh. drink but anymore. He doesn't drink are there it. flashbacks? To- he doesn't. There are some flashbacks. There are some flashbacks. There is drinking days. All right, so they're both just desperate to have a new baby. They want to continue their family. You know, they love Sully, but, you know, she's got the diabetes. And, yeah, she's uh, not really perfect. Yeah, so, so they wanted to have a perfect child. In comes this new girl in town named Bridget. Now, Bridget is beautiful. She's uh, she's a loving, trusting young lady. Very striking. Long, dark hair, blue eyes, wholesome. The adoption agency recommends him to, recommends her to Robert and Sarah because the adoption agency, what they've been working for for a long time, with for a long time, know how desperately Sarah and Robert want a baby. They get to know Bridget. They they get to they invite her into their home. She starts to develop feelings for Robert. Now, why, now Bridget is having a baby? No, Bridget's she... pregnant. And what yeah, they're confused. going to do... Like they're going to adopt Bridget? They're going to or... adopt Bridget's baby. Oh, so she's like in a surrogate. She's a surrogate. Or not in a surrogate, she's... It's not an, in a surrogate, it's a surrogate. Uh, yeah, okay. She's a surrogate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's a surrogate. So they had they invite her into their home to try and see if it's a good fit. And so she starts promising them. So she her got baby. knocked up. She wants to sell her baby. She wants to sell her baby. All right, she's gonna sell but her baby. But it turns to them. out the baby isn't all that she wants. In okay. fact, she has her sights set on their perfect family. She has her sights set on Robert. Oh. You can tell this too because as she's sunbathing one day, she goes into Robert's office, knocks on the door. And she's clad in her bikini. And she's oh. like, oh, hi, Robert. Do you have any sunscreen for me? But isn't she, like, oh. she's pregnant? She's pregnant, but she's like wearing you know, like a moo-moo bottom thing. But, you know, like her, but like her boobs are like really big. Okay. And so there's like, you know, she's wearing like a scantily clad like bikini top and like, you know, the covering the stomach bathing suit thing. And so then uh, he couldn't find anything. He finds some sunscreen and he comes out and she's laying there glistening in the sunlight, her breasts heaving, her eyes closed. And he's looking at her in the best Will Ferrell, like trying to be lecherous way. Uh-huh. It was so great. Um, just watching her. And uh, she looks up at him as he brings out the sunscreen because he's checking out her body and her eyes are closed and then they open really fast. And she sees him. He sees her seeing him. And she says, the life of a writer. Wow, Robert, it must get hard. All these amazing things happen. It also flashes to her reading his book, but the cover, oh no, there's a cover of a magazine with him and Kristen Wiig, Sarah, uh, on the cover. She rips Sarah out of the picture. Oh no. Because she wants Robert and the perfect family all for herself. Does she paste paste a picture of herself in Mm -hmm. there? Yes. No, she didn't paste a picture of herself, but she did uh, get rid of Sarah's picture. Okay. Because it was ruining her perfect family. Oh, right. So everything's going good, you know, uh... Of course, Sarah has the cliche gay friend who just has a funny feeling about that Bridget. Right, he doesn't like Bridget. I'm sure something's not. Something's, something's not just good. something's off about that. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, somebody posted a picture of Bridget. Good lord! Yes, yeah. she's uh, yeah. Yeah, she was I silver on uh, the new Beverly Hills now to a no. I can see why he was staring at her heaving breasts. Yeah, she, he was staring at her heaving breasts. Says so. Then uh, so Sully, you know, a little bit of a, a little nosy Nelly, decides uh, so. Uh, Sully's the diabetic Sully's the, kid. The diabetic. The kid. imperfect child. We started drinking. To they mentioned diabetes so much in the show <laughs> that we made diabetes part of our drinking game because everything was just like she's. Got Are you going to have di- to outline the drinking game after this for people who want to watch yes, the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. She's got the diabetes, uh, so we added diabetes. Okay. So anyway, so Sully being a little nosy Nelly. Uh, yeah. So, of course, now at this point, uh, Bridget's staying with them because well, they want her to be as comfortable as possible because she's raising their, their child. Well, Sully's not Bridget's child, though. Why would Bridget care about Sully? She wants well, to make her own kids. No, let me tell you. Well, she wants to make a family with Robert. Yeah. But let me tell you where the plot twists, okay? Okay. So, Sully is like there, you know, like nosing around, and Bridget's in the shower. She had left the door open. Sully opens the door only to find that Bridget was wearing a fake pregnancy stomach. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She wasn't actually pregnant. Oh, no. Holy shit. So, okay, so then Bridget sees that Sully sees this. Wait a minute. Didn't an agency send her over there? Yeah. What kind of agency didn't actually check 
I don't, about the child. I don't know. It's a lifetime of you. I'd you have to suspend some disbelief. I would sue that agency. That's what I would be doing. Well, so then Sully finds out, and no, 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 this will not do. So Bridget gets in contact with a rough-and-tumble, tattooed motorcycle boyfriend. I can't remember his name. It's oh. not really important. Who looks like a poor man's Joshua Jackson. Well, they got to get Sully out of the situation. they got to get Sully out of the situation. That so they diabetic kidnap kid. Sully. And then the imperfect diabetic kid. I know. They just wanted perfection. <laughs> they really like make it seem like she's such a pain <laughs> in the ass. Because, di- because, because she has diabetes. I'm like, this poor girl. So, um, so then they kidnap Sully and... And you're just like, oh my god! And they're freaking out because they're, you know, her diabetes. She needs her medicine. They kidnapped her without her medicine. Wait, and Bridget pretends that she doesn't know about it. She's yeah. like, oh, Sully's been kidnapped. No, no, Bridget has already left. They're staying in a hotel with her and the shithead. Uh, oh, Bridget left Joshua too. Jackson. Yeah, she left too. And that's when Will Ferrell realizes who Bridget really is. Now, do you remember at the beginning of the review, I was telling you how he had a deep and seedy past with and with alcohol. Yeah, with his bourbon okay. and his booze and Well, days. it might flash back. Now, flashbacks now, as I said, he was an author, a famous author. And uh, Robert decided to go on a book tour to promote his, uh, his, latest, his latest book tour. Now, Robert had a drinking problem. He was drinking a little too heavily, and he met a woman named Joni. Whom he had a one night stand with. Now he didn't remember because he was blackout drunk because of the alcoholic in him. Okay, however, sure. however, Joni well, you remembered know how book him. Tours are. Joni remembered him. And when he goes back to look at that book in Bridget's room, he sees that it's written to Joni. Dun dun dun. So she was really Joni, the tartlet that he had uh, that he had slept with on his book tour while he was drunk. And not how only many that, people is he banging on this oh, book tour? Just the one. And so he got her I pregnant, would... but she lost wow. the baby. So she wanted to get revenge on him because it was his fault that she lost the baby, and she wanted that perfect life. And she regret and she despised him for it. So she wanted to take the life that he had made oh. by pretending to be pregnant with another child. Okay. Yeah, right. so uh, it turns out there's a showdown on the bridge. At the end, you know, she's not pretending to be wholesome anymore. She's all super skanky. You'd love it. She's wearing where's heels the, and like, uh, blonde extensions. Where's the broken, re- imperfect, diabetic kid that uh, nobody I wants? I think they, the kid, she kidnapped the kid. The kid turned out okay. They just stopped caring at they that just, point? They like, kind yeah, of stopped caring. Um, she sh- so they're on a bridge, and she's like, Duh! and they're all spazzy, and Will Ferrell uh-huh. has his concerned little, like, beady eyes, and it's right. really amazing, and this really great beard. And, you know, and she shoots Will Ferrell in the shoulder, and you're like, holy, oh, no. holy shit, is he going to die? Yeah. But then, I can't actually remember how she dies. She dies or something, or she's arrested, I can't remember. And then, uh, but she goes away. No, she and just Sully's wait, okay. you don't remember the ending of the, I don't. That of was the like, entire movie? Well, we had to play the drinking game the whole time. Well, so here's the problem. I don't know if anything that you just said actually happened in the movie or not because you were drinking during the entire thing. So who knows if this is actually the movie? I mean, I like the recap. I will admit, I enjoyed the recap, whether it's true or not. No, I, something happens to her on the bridge. <laughs> I think he shoots her. No, 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 no. Sarah shows up. Kristen Wiig shows up and shoots her. That's oh, what she does. Oh, okay. So she gets All right. the gun, and she so Sarah's getting ready to shoot Robert again, and he's like, he's a he's a, a little bitch in this." Is he? And then she's holding up the gun. She's like, "Don't make me shoot you again, Robert." And then you're, and it's like that mystery gunshot where like you know a gunshot's like fired, but you right, don't but really who, know who's done it. Who went and down? then you see someone go, uh, 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 and then they follow the ground, and Robert's okay. Then it flashes forward, and Sarah and Robert are su- and Sully. No, they still got the imperfect one. They have the imperfect one. The broken little crappy kid that they got. Yep, and it flashes. So now, then it says, like, you know, however many years later. And it ends with all three of them happily dancing in a kitchen. And there you have it. That's okay. a deadly adoption. Wow. I think around a blender or something. They're dancing around a blender? I don't know. They what? were, like, dancing in the kitchen. It was really weird. Are you sure that wasn't just real life because you were watching it near a kitchen? Were we, you, like, dancing around we a were kitchen? We making margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So Are you, you Bridget? <laughs> a deadly adoption, and I was Bridget the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was pretty. It, like for a Lifetime movie, it was bad. Okay, like wow. I've watched me a billion Lifetime movies, and I mean, the only thing that made it semi-watchable was the fact that it was Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig. Like it was. It, I do kind of want to see it now. Yeah, by Lifetime standards, it was it was pretty amazing. I mean, you have to suspend dif- disbelief. You have to understand that it's silly. You have to know that they're not going to break character. Well, and I've seen some Lifetime movies, thanks to you. Um, so I do get I do get the, the style of movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's... It follows the pattern. <laughs> oh, so the drinking game, real quick. So oh, yes, yes. Diabetes. Um, so what? If Okay, when people say these things... 
the best happen? one, the be- the two that uh, that stuck out the most. Give a list. So this is a drinking game. Let me give you the two you're... because I, I need to like read. Because you it. don't remember the other ones. I don't remember them. <laughs> is that what it is? The ones that worked the best are when anyone mentions Sully's diabetes or diabetes in general. Okay. The second one, which big payout, is when Will Ferrell makes uh, like a stupid dad joke. Okay. Where like he's trying to make something like jovial, where he's trying to lighten the mood by saying a stupid joke. Uh huh. So like a, like a you know like a stupid like not a dad themed joke, but a joke that like a silly dad would make. Okay. Like so, oh you're the peanut butter to my jelly like something like oh, that. Oh one of those things. Yeah, okay. Like one all of right. those like like a cheesy cheesy dad joke. That's what okay. I'm trying to say. Cheesy dad joke. Okay. So diabetes. Diabetes. Or cheesy dad joke. Cheesy dad yeah cheesy dad joke. So drink anytime those two things happen. Um, you could also drink. We we also like we just kept and clearly upping. if you follow this rule, you won't remember the end of the movie. <laughs> we kept upping the ante. I think we changed like one of them to whenever they say the baby, the baby, <laughs> the baby. Well, where's the mm. baby? I'm not supposed to touch the baby. Um, all right, but well, I think that's I think that's pretty good, sir. Thank you. I want to go watch it now. Mm-hmm. Diabetes. They said diabetes. I know. Drinking if you have diabetes, diabetes, please know I'm not making fun of you. No, I'm making I'm... fun of the movie that was just <laughs> this horrible, imperfect, broken child with diabetes. <laughs> I know, that's exact. You sound like Wolverine. Well, like, why did we get a broken one? <laughs> An entirely manageable problem. Oh my god. <laughs> oh dear God. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Did I mention already that you guys can subscribe to Fun Employment Radio? Funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. $6.99 a month. The first week is free. Uh, try it out. The funds from that go to support this fine network and uh, keep the lights on and keep everything going. Mm-hmm. So we really do appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who's been subscribing so far. Oh, I'm sorry, really quick. Yes, I've yes, got yes, some birthdays yes, yes. Okay. and I don't want to mess it up. Okay. I already messed up one. Oh, oh, it's one of my best friend's birthdays today, well, too. And I messed up one. I'm going right. to do, do a double whammy birthday in one, though, because... <sighs> No, they'll each get their own. They'll each get their own. I'm just extremely jealous of what these two are doing, and so I was about to take out my jealousy on them. What? Um, one of my one of my great friends, Tim Carver. Oh, yeah. It was Tim Carver's birthday, and uh, I did not get him a happy birthday wish, and so let's give Tim his first. Happy birthday, happy Tim. Happy birthday, Tim. Hey, I hope you're prepping for Hood to Coast. Also, it's Tim, be a bitch. <laughs> also, Tim, I'm sorry when I borrowed your... Metroid game, and I took it over to another friend's house, and then their dog pooped on it, and then I never told you about it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Also, we need to say happy birthday to Tim's lovely wife, Crystal. Do they share the same birthday? No, there's just a couple of days apart. Oh, awesome. But the reason I was jealous is because they are both in Croatia right now. Oh, in Dubrov, or they're in Split, where I went. Several years ago, and I love Croatia, and I'm extremely jealous, and I'm so happy for them because it's going to be awesome. Mm. So well, happy birthday to you, Crystal. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Wonderful published author. You. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn, damn right. And finally. And finally, we have to give a big happy birthday to one of both Greg and my favorite people in the world, our Miss Jessica, the lovely, lovely Jessica. Happiest of birthdays, little lady. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. All right, there we go. Um, Thank you, everyone. Like we said, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. You are all fantastic. Follow us on Twitter at Fun Radio. Go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Willamette Week link and vote for us for best podcast in Portland. That would be very cool if you did. It's just uh, cost you an email address. No spam. Nothing. One email address. FunEmploymentRadio.com. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.